0: out in um, the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 7, and uh, beginning at verse 2. So what we're going to talk about today is, uh, you know, the character of sin, the consequences of sin, and the correct response to sin. So this is, you know, we, uh, we started last week the series on the works of the flesh, and this is continuing on the works of the flesh. So just to review, last week I talked about uh, pet sins. And I talked about how we as Christians, we can make categories of different sins. You know, we got certain sins that, you know, most of the church, most Christians will not do, you know, such as murder. And then we have some bad sins such as, uh, you know, uh, profane language and things like that. And then we have some okay sins that, you know, we will, we, we you know, we, we come to a set as, you know, things like uh, gluttony and things like that. And even in a sense, greed. And I you know, I also mentioned that sometimes it may not be necessarily a sin, but it's things that lead to sin, such as attitudes, unforgiveness, and things like that. So we have to be careful with those things because they spread. So I gave the example last week. I believe I used the dog example. I was trying to decide between a polar bear and a a puppy dog, but I figured we can relate to a puppy dog more. So... uh, you know how we get the puppy when it's like six, seven, eight weeks and you know they like to play, they like to chew and then we let them chew on our hands because it doesn't hurt at that stage. And then if we continue to allow them to do that as they get older you know their teeth get sharper, bigger, their uh, jaws get stronger and more and more as they continue to grow and get older it starts to hurt more if we don't put a stop to it, right? So we have to be careful of those things. So not only would that dog as they grow and they get older, would it be in danger of hurting us? Would it be in danger of hurting somebody else? And that's what those pet sins would do, right? So today, we're going to talk about secret sins. And secret sins are basically any sin in the book, right? It can go all the way from murder to doing something to somebody. You know, the littlest sin. You know, because we all know all sin is sin to God. But like I mentioned last week, again, that, you know, God weighs more judgment on certain sins. that That's just in the Old Testament than other sins. But these secret sins are, are the types of sins we like to hold on to because we think no one's going to know. And, you know, to the natural man, nobody may not know. But we know that God knows. And then what happens when God reveals it? So God may not come down and say, Phil, <laughs> you're doing this. But he may reveal it to somebody else. And then what, what do we do with it? All right, so... I'm going to read the first few verses here in uh, Joshua chapter 7, beginning at verse 2. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth Aven, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not worry all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about three thousand men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about thirty-six men, for they chased them from before the gate as far as Sherebun, and struck them down on a descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water." So, Let's stop right there real quick. Let's give a little bit background. So prior to this chapter, in Joshua chapter 7, chapter 6 was the walls of Jericho where they fall down. So this is not Moses and Israel here. We know when we look at uh, Israel back when Moses was leading them in Exodus and they were coming out of Egypt, they saw God do great wonders and miracles. But then we saw they began to be afraid. And they, they, uh, when God wanted, when they, uh, God wanted them to attack the enemy, they got afraid. Now, we come to Joshua's Israel here. With Joshua's in charge, he's the leader, and up until this point, they have experienced victory all the way. Cause this is a whole different generation. This, this, this is a different generation that experienced in victory. Now, just like the Red Sea was parted for Israel when Moses was leading, guess what? Uh, the Jordan River was part for these people, right? And they got, so they, they come into the land of Canaan, and they see Jericho, and now what do they notice with Jericho? The walls are all. And it's not just any walls. It's a fortified wall. So that tells them right there, and tells us today that for that time, that was a modernized people that God wanted them to go against. But they didn't display fear. Why? Because they learned from what their ancestors did, all that they use in the wilderness, and then now they're coming up and now they're in faith. So now God has them, they give God gives them directions, they march around, and then they give a shout, and then they go what? God says, go in there and kill everybody, with the exception of Rahab, right? And her family. And that is a display of God's mercy right there. Because Rahab helped them out. And that goes back even to uh when I did a lesson on Wednesday about foreigners. Right? Because when foreigners come in, the Bible shows, when foreigners come in and they obey the things of the Lord and the ways of the Lord, God is going to protect them. So, not only does God's grace is upon Rahab and um, her family, guess what? Jesus came through her lineage. And how blessed is that? That her whole people were destroyed because they weren't doing right. And God wanted everything in Jericho destroyed. Why? Because there were some things there that were accursed. But one thing we see, and we'll get to that in a minute, but one thing we'll see right away in this chapter is this. They never consulted God. Up until this point, from Joshua chapter 1 on, they consulted God about everything. But now, they did what most of us do. God done work. God done answered our prayers. God done, you know, moved on our behalf, he gave us a success, successful outreach, we preached a great message, and then now we think, we got it, God, we, we got this one, and then mm-hmm. we leave God, and then we start to get confident, you know, and we're not willfully or purposely trying to be arrogant or cocky about it, but that's just how it is sometimes, so I, I, I like to relate this to uh, in sports, so when you have, let's say you have a, a football team that played a football game, and they played a big game, and they defeated a team. They came in that, that focus and they defeated a the team now the following week. They may not be practicing as hard as they did the week before. And then they go out and then they get defeated and they get upset. They wonder what happened because they weren't focused. And they didn't do the things that they did for the week prior leading up for preparation. And they just went out there. And we can be like that. We're no different. I say that all the time. You know, we look at Israel and we can see us the church today. And we have to be careful of those things because... We can end up just like these people here. And because they decided not to consult God, 36 men did not return to their families. 36 men did not return to their families. They went out that day. All before that, they have not lost anybody. Now, they lose somebody. 36 somebodies. Right? So, now you're talking about wives not having their husbands come home. Children not having their fathers come home. All because of what? You didn't consult the Lord. You decided you don't, and, and let's let's face it. They looked at things calmly, natural, because in the natural, guess what? Just like they sent the spies to go look, they should have been able to defeat them. They should have been, but it was never about their might, because it was very, if it was ever about their might, they would have never defeated Jericho. And even all through the battles that Israel fought throughout the Old Testament, with David and so on, with the Philistines, if you look on paper, they should have never been able to defeat the Philistines. Why? Because the Philistines were more modernized than them. Their weaponry was strong, was fortified, and good. But Israel, they basically fighting with broomsticks, you know, homemade weapons. So there's no way that that should happen, right? But because God was in the midst and God was for them, they were able to uh, defeat the enemy. But now, they get a little bit of cocky. And again, not purposely. Because yeah, sometimes we don't. Most of the time we don't do it purposely, right? But again, we want to put God on the shelf sometimes and right, go forth thought. right? So they went from humility and seeking God to pride by saying we got this. See, we have to be careful of those things. See, the people. Are, well, never mind. Let's talk about that. So now, does this mean all the time that we always, as Christians, we're always going to have victory? No. All right? We, we, there's going to be some times where. Things may not go our way, but then we have to ask, why? Did we get ahead of God? God bless you. Thank you. Did we get ahead of God and say, because a lot of times that's what we'll do, right? I can be guilty of it. We'll get ahead of God, and this is where we have to be careful of, and I I think I might have said this a while back, that we have to be careful when we say, the Lord is leading me to do this. The Lord is leading me to do that. It's not that the Lord doesn't lead us and prompt us sometimes through his word, but we have to know for sure that God is telling us to do certain things. Because if we don't know that God is telling us to do certain things, then we're just really going out of our might. Because sometimes it can be our own wants and our own desires to, to, to do this, to do that. And on the surface, it can be things that are very good. Things that on the natural, we should have success with. But is it truly what God wants? So we have to be careful. Because even we're here in Israel, God told them he was going to give them the land of Canaan. But well, guess what? Ai was a part of Canaan. So, they should have been able to defeat Canaan. line up everything what God was telling them. But, they got ahead of God. So, we can't get ahead of God neither. So, Israel had to depend on God for any victory that they had. This time, going to Ai, they didn't depend on God. They depended on their natural circumstances. Same thing. church, we can do that today where, you know, we may want to do an outreach, and instead of trusting God in an outreach, we'll say, all right, everybody give this, everybody give that, this, 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 we need this, and then we'll get up there, or I'll get up here as a pastor, and I'll start begging and whining, and not trusting God in that. Either God is telling us to do it, or He's not. And if He's telling us to do it, we have to trust Him. Amen. Amen. So, We as Christians can find ourselves doing things like Israel and Joshua did here. Like I said, so there may be something blocking our victory. And it may be that secret sin that we're holding on to, which we're going to get into as we go through this chapter here. It may be that thing that we're keeping covered up. That thing that (laughs) we don't want anybody to know. And there are consequences to that. And here's the thing, when we move and, we're, and when God utilizes us, whether we're coming, we're bringing the word, or whatever, you know, we experience success. Or even if we can sing, doesn't include me. <laughs> you know I can't sing. But even when someone can sing and very talented, you know, sometimes they can start to go out and do things on their own. But God, God will give us success in the things that we do. But a lot of times it's a test. He causes us to have success because... Once a person reaches a plateau where they're successful, it's a test of the man's heart or the woman's heart. Because Proverbs 27, 21 says this in the Amplifier. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold to separate the impurities of the metal. And each is tested by the praise given to him and his response to it, whether humble or proud. So basically, when that silver goes into the pot, it's used to test the silver. So, we have to be careful because sometimes we can get so popular that, or, or, or we can have so much success, now we start to get cocky and arrogant. And we have to be mindful of that. That's, that's not the way God wants us to do things. God wants us to remain humble because the more success we get, the more success we have. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> wow. How is everyone? All right. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So we're in Joshua chapter seven. Here we get settled in. All right. So brother all right. So success and victory can breed popularity, but like I said, we got to remain humble and not exalt ourselves. Okay. So now going back to uh, Joshua chapter seven, verse six, verse six and seven. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all, to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us? Oh, that we have been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. So now Joshua decides to seek the Lord. And I think this could be familiar to all of us, right? We, we, we start out and some, and it don't work out because we didn't consult the Lord. And then when it doesn't work out, things don't go our way. Now we we want to consult the Lord. And we've seen that even with people that have come through here. You know, things not working out whether or not they're looking for a job or or looking for salvation for a child or a spouse or something like that. And then they want us to pray. And then once they get that need met, they are nowhere to be found. See? We have to be careful of that as well. Alright, so, here's the thing. If Joshua would have sought the Lord, he may have received some direction from the Lord not to go up there. Because there's a reason why God did not want them to go up there. And we're going to get to that as we keep going. (laughs) And like I said, this is what many people do. They get in trouble and then they seek the Lord. But we have to learn to seek the Lord beforehand. And not just be led by the Lord, but wait to hear His voice on what He's telling us to do. All right, so verses 8 and 9. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? So this is a little bit humility here, but here's the thing. He's actually now trying to put this on God. And see, sometimes we can do that too. I've been guilty of that. All right, Lord, I need you to move is the way it's supposed to be. And if it don't do it, how's this going to make you look? Right? I say that, yeah. I've been guilty of that. Right? But, you know what? That's what Joshua's doing right here. That's what he's doing right here. He's putting on the Lord when the Lord didn't tell him to do what he did. And like I said, because he went and he got a little bit bold and overconfident, guess what? 36 men did not return home. And not only did 36 men not return home, the rest of Israel is now down. All because you were not obedient the first time. Alright, so, uh, verse 10, 10 and 11. So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up! Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned. Who sinned? Israel. Israel, Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived they both stolen and deceived. we're going to get to that here in a minute. And they have also put it among their own stuff. So God is saying this to Joshua. Get up. The problem is not with me. The problem is with you. See, because God is always victorious. God, God is always in control. God knows. But we cause him to get out of control when we get reckless with things. But God is saying, look, don't put this on me. It's on you. Y'all sin. Y'all disobeyed me. And I bet Joshua at this point is like, what do you mean? We sinned and we disobeyed. We did everything you told us to do. You told us to march around the wall. We did it. You told us to go kill everybody except for Rahab and her family. We did that. You told us to take the silver and the gold. I didn't read that part yet, but we're going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) And we did that. So why are you upset? Let's keep going. Uh, let's turn, actually, turn over to Joshua chapter 6. And let's see, we have to be careful because, I don't know if I said this, but Joshua, just like us, if we don't get our expectations met, we like to blame God. And we can't do that. You know? And we're, we're, we're all guilty of that. We can, all can be guilty of that. Right? All right, so Joshua chapter 6, looking at verse 16. And the seventh time it happened, when the priests blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab, the harlot, shall live, she and all who are in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Verse 18. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. So here the accursed uh, uh, things is actually, when you look at it in the original, it's something devoted to religious uses. So these accursed things that Jericho had wasn't devoted to God. They were devoted to some demonic activity. That's why God wanted them to destroy Alright, so let's skip down. Oh, actually, uh, continue with verse 18. Um, he says that if they take the cursed things, that it will make the camp of Israel a curse and it. So understand, sin never affects the one person that does it. Never. It affects the people in the house. It affects the people in the church. And we're going to see that here shortly. Let's go down to verse 24. But they burned the city, and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. All right, so now we're getting to these points here. Let's go back to chapter 7. Alright, so point number one is the character of sin. So, character of sin is this. Sin is really a lack of faith. Sin is a lack of faith. So, when we sin or anybody sins, it's really a lack of faith. Let's look at Joshua chapter 7. I read this at the beginning for a purpose. uh, Verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burnt against the children of Israel. That word trespass there actually means unfaithful. And this means that they were unfaithful to God. So Israel got grouped in with Achan because of his sin. So Numbers 32 You can turn there if you want. I'm going to read it. Uh, Numbers 32, verse 20 to 23. Then Moses said to them, if you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the war, and all your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before him, and the land is subdued before the Lord, then afterward you may return and be blameless before the Lord and before Israel. And this land shall be your possession before the Lord. Verse 23. But if you do not do so, then take note, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. The only reason why they could not cross the Jordan, the Israel, those that were under Moses, because their lack of faith. Right? And really, it's not just their faith, but it was their disobedience. Because, see, a lot of times we like to talk about uh, faith, faith this, you know, seven victories to your faith. And, (laughs) you know, whatever books we have out there on faith, but ultimately it is our obedience. Faith plays a part in it, but it is our obedience that brings us the victory, right? It's not, see, we have it twisted where we think in faith, and then what we've done is today in church, we've gone from actually true faith to positive thinking, positive confession, positive belief, and that's not the faith that God wanted, because the faith that God wants is obedience. He wants us to be. He wants us to obey. So you think back to Israel, where Moses was there. If they would have went and attacked the land when he sent the twelve spies, they were obeying God, but they didn't obey God. They didn't obey Him. So anything we do, see, even the fact that His commandments, we're either going to obey it or we're not going to obey it. And then if we don't obey, again, that's a lack of sin. And then ultimately, that's what. Sin is. It's a lack of faith. It's a lack of faith. Alright, so Romans 14.23 uh, is really the B version, but I'm going to read uh, B portion of it. Excuse me. But I'm going to read the whole scriptures. Romans 14.23 But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. So when we sin, we show a lack of trust in God. So in other words, I have to do this because I don't trust God. <laughs> I have to go and work this. I got to ha- have this. I don't trust him. So I got to put my own hands on it. And I need other people. I, I got to do this. I got to do that. And then even, even with our anxieties and our cares, right? The sin is not the anxiety and the cares because if it was, he wouldn't say cast it on him. The sin is when we hold on to it. Amen. So we're going to experience that anxiety. We're going to experience fear. Because guess what? Daniel experienced fear when the mm-hmm. angel showed up. We're going to experience those things. The problem is holding on to those things. Are we going to trust God enough to cast that anxiety upon him? You'll know worry is the same, right? Mm-hmm. So when we worry, that's a lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Because what are we worrying about? We don't believe that God's going to come in and keep us. Yes. I have this bill due. How am I going to get it done? I'm worrying. I'm getting caught up in anxiety. But God, where are you? Why aren't you moving? Jesus. Right? And then we got people to church today that, oh, let me go to this church, go to this church. We got people that really, they're professionals. They go from church to (laughs) church looking for handouts. They they are professionals at that. Jesus. But they're not trusting God. Mm. And if you gotta do that, you don't know God. (laughs) Mm. That's right. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, again, it's not the the fact that anxiety comes upon us, cares, all those things. No, but we can't hold on to it. Mm -hmm. So we hold on to it, like I said, we're not trusting God, but we got to cast it upon Him. And then when we cast it, don't reel it back in. (laughs) Amen. Leave it. Yes. Leave it. And and that's the first part right there, the obedience. Mm -hmm. And casting our cares upon Him.
1: Yes.
0: And then, once we cast it, now we're going to exercise our faith. Say, nope, I'm not receiving this. Amen. I'm not receiving this. Amen. Nope, my kid is out there doing this. And I'm worried about, nope, I'm not receiving it. i have faith in God. Trust yes, God. Yes, yes. That He hears my prayers. Yes, He hears my prayers. And the blessing is going to come. Amen. If it don't come on this side of the earth, guess what? It'll come when I'm in glory. Sure. Mm. But it's going to come. Because God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Okay. And no matter Amen. where He's at, no matter where we're at, yes. all throughout this world, God is still God. Yes, he he is, is in control. Yes. Right. So even if the hurricane with all these people that experienced these tornadoes, and snowstorms and bad weathers just yesterday. Mm. You know, some of them are in fear. What am I going to do? But God. Yeah. Trust, Trust God. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what God. God may come, you may be in a hotel somewhere, somebody knocking on the door. Yes. Hey, the Lord sent me to do this. What? That's right. mm-hmm. But yeah, see, yeah. we don't believe like that anymore. Hmm. Some don't. No, yeah, there you go,
1: mother. Some,
0: though. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we have to believe that God is going to work it out. Yes, he is. Amen. And See, that's why we don't hold on to those kids, those worries and things like that. Amen. And right. see, just like with Joshua and Israel, they didn't have to hold on to that care, but they should have. They, they need to repent because, like I said, 36 people lost their lives mm-hmm. because they got ahead of him. Yes. They got ahead of him. They didn't want, you know... It went from being obedient to him to, all right, we got this.
1: Mm-hmm. you
0: know, And we can all relate to that. Yes, amen. 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 Yeah. All right, so that's point number one. character of sin is sin is a lack of faith. Point number two, the consequences of sin. So let's look at verses 12 uh, through 15. Joshua 7, verse 12, begins and says this, Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you any more, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Get up, sanctify the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus says the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. I'll read that again. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemy until you take away the accursed thing from you. In the morning, therefore, you shall bring; you shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes shall come according to families, and the family which the Lord takes shall come by households, and the household which the Lord takes shall come man by man. Verse 15. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed thing shall be burned with fire. Mm. Mm, yeah, just imagine for us Christians that hold on to that secret sin, we will still burn <laughs> with fire. <Yes. laughs> Get that lighting fluid out. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> all right, burn with fire. And all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel, so sin leads to death and destruction. Right? So we know the wages of sin is death. Right? So, and like I said earlier, sin does not just affect that one person. And we have to understand that. Just because we think we may get away with something, no, we can't. We we, we can't think that it won't affect somebody else. We can't think it won't affect our family. We can't think it won't affect the body of Christ. And see, we wonder why churches today, when we get together and we're praying, we're standing on the word, why prayers are not getting answered. Yes. Because we got people sinning in church. Mm. We got people sinning in church. We got pastors sinning. We got praise and worship leaders sinning. We got elders sinning. sinning, deacons sinning. We got everybody sinning. Mm. And then, like I said last week, we we, we cover it up. Mm. We cover it up.
1: My God.
0: No. See, God had it exposed for a reason.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And this person here is about to be exposed. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. All right. So, point number three is this: What is the uh, correct response to sin? The correct response to sin is we have to confess our sins. That is the problem. It's not the fact that you know we're saying because we're not. We're not going to all be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Yes. We're going to have some days where we do some things we know we're not supposed to do. Amen.
1: But are we going to confess our sins? Amen. Or are we going to just continue to hide it? Jesus. Have that secret sin? "Nope, mm. nope." I'm
0: going to just keep going about my business mm. because I don't want nobody to know. And really, that's how God intended it, for people to know so we wouldn't do it. And now we can encourage one another, and now somebody else won't do it either. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So I'm uh, uh, we're going to jump to 19, but verse 16 through 18, that's when he just gathers the families up, the clans and the families and the households together, and I can bet As they are all the people standing there gathering, please don't let it be my tribe. Please don't let it be my tribe. Please, please don't let it be me. Because you know what's about to happen here. (laughs) Alright, verse 19. Now Joshua said to Achan, my son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoilers a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. So he saw, he covered it, and he took. Mm. And there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. So understand this. The Babylonian garment was supposed to be destroyed
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it was an accursed thing. So, whatever it was, it was something that was used for demonic activity, worshiping. Something, not God. Mm-hmm. But, the silver and the gold, he stole from God. Mm-hmm. That belonged to God. He took yeah. it. So, same thing. We steal God's tithes and offering, What are we doing? It belongs okay. to God.
1: Amen.
0: And actually, everything we do belongs to God. Everything we have belongs to God. Amen. So, are we willing... To give ourselves up for him. Are we still going to hold on to mm. and it? And basically still in our lives. Because guess what? Jesus gave his life for us. Amen. Amen. And then guess what? We should give our lives to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Verse 22. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent. And there was hidden in his tent with the silver under it. And they took them from the midst of the tent. Brought them to Joshua and to all the children of Israel. And laid them out before the Lord. Then Joshua and all with them took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, why have you troubled us? Why have you brought sin to the camp? You knew what you were supposed to do and what you were not supposed to do. So why have you brought sin to the camp? Just like today. You you know how to live. You know what you're supposed to do. But why bring sin to the church? Alright, why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Then they raised over him a great heap of stones still there to this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. So understand this. Uh, Achor and um, Achan actually means troublesome. They actually means troublesome. So that's actually a play on words there, right there. So, yeah, it is. So, you know, the ultimate thing is that we have to confess our sins. We have to confess our sins. We can't cover it up. Proverbs 28, 13 says this. He who covers his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. See, so not only do we have to confess it, we have to forsake it. See, we've gotten into the habit today where we may confess, but we don't forsake. We keep being led by our flesh, astray. And we keep going back. You know, it's like I talked about last week. It's just like that drug addict, going back to those drugs. The alcoholic, going back to the alcoholic, you know, or that, that man or that woman keep going back to fornication or adultery or pornography for that instant. You know, they 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 do it and then they confess it, but they don't forsake it. Forsaken is the repentance part. So that word cover there in uh Proverbs 28:13 means to blanket and hide it. So again, we put off cover. Blanket right over our sins, we cover it up. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. And then we come right to church. Holy hands, praise and sing. That's why I have an issue with churches that dim the lights out during praise and worship. I like it right like this. That's how it should be. You know, before I came to the Lord, I used to sit right in the back of the church. Won't go. Didn't want to get called up at all. You know. But once I get saved, guess what? I go right to the front. Now only do I go to the front, I strut to the front. And I want somebody to talk to me. Why? Because I know I'm good. I'm not sinning willfully, purposely, not trying to hide anything. I'm open. I'm clean. But see, we want to sit in the back of the church and then churches put them, uh, them to dim the lights so nobody can see. You. No. God is light. Right? That's right. So why are we making it dark?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So we know when we when we were out in the world. Whenever we did sin, we did it in the dark. We did it at nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. So even now, you don't have clubs open during the daytime. <laughs> why? Nope. People are going to come at nighttime. Because I don't ever remember going to a club where the music is pumping, <laughs> it's crowded during the daytime. Nope. It's always at nighttime, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's how it is. Because yeah. evilness, sin is done in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's done in the dark. That's why we need to have it bright in the church. Mm-hmm. Right? And, it, and it, we shouldn't be hiding our sins. We got to confess something. Amen. Right. doesn't mean we got to put it all on the board and say, hey, look what Marie did today. Everybody, No, we don't have to do that. But we should have a mentor, should have a brother, a sister in Christ where we can go and confess our sins, the things that we do, so we can be accountable. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: God's going to reveal it one way or the other, especially in this church where we're praying. <laughs> you know, because you know, God has shown me things. Mm. You know, sometimes I say things, sometimes I don't say things. All it is since we started this. And I can see when, when people are dealing with stuff. And, and God will reveal it, what And it it's not just me that he reveals things to. You know, but it's like I said, he's not trying to embarrass us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be set free. Because you know, yeah, just right. as much as God knows about that secret sin, mm-hmm. the devil knows about that secret sin. Yeah. That's how the devil keeps people bound. Mm-hmm. You better not say anything. What are they going to think about you? Mm-hmm. What are they going to think about you? Yes, yes. Can't be like that. But you know Amen. what? Here's, here's the thing is. You know, 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful, faithful and just to yes. forgive us of our sins and Clean. cleanse us from yes. all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. 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 So we don't hide these things yes. because God knows. Yes. No matter what we do in the dark, God knows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See, just like he made an example in the New Testament, the early church, Ananias and Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why? Because he wanted the rest of the church to be on notice. Yes. This is not going to be tolerated. Mm-hmm. But see, over the years, now we tolerate things. Mm-hmm. We tolerate things. And we like, it's okay. You know? Same thing with Aiken here. They were all obedient up until this point. Mm. Up until he did what he did in, in six. It's revealed in seven, but he did it in six. He wanted all of Israel on notice. What happens when you sin? It doesn't affect just Aiken. Mm-hmm. It affected his family. Not only affected his family, it affected his animals. Because mm. they got burned. Yeah. His tent got burned. So nobody could claim his tent when he got killed. Mm-hmm. Why? Because sin is like cancer. It spreads.
1: Mm.
0: It spreads. Right. And what do we do with cancer when we have surgery? We cut it out. to yeah. keep it from spreading. Amen. Right? So if just what I said last week, you know, we got in this habit. We, we keep allowing People that come into church sinning over and over. No, Paul says to communicator cut them out. Yeah. Because that gives a license to everybody else. Well, brother so and so did it, mm-hmm. so I guess it's all right yes. for me to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: No, we got to confess our sins, mm-hmm. and we got to turn away from those things. Amen. Right. Yeah. It's not that we're going to be perfect because we're all going to mess up. That's yes. okay.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but confess it. Turn away. Mm-hmm. Here's God's mercy. Achan had an opportunity to turn away. But he chose not to. Uh, Verse 13. The same chapter. Let me find it. Verse 13. This is God speaking to Joshua. Get up, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. Because thus says the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from you. All of Israel knew that. Mm-hmm. So that means Achan knew it. That's right. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Achan still tried to keep it covered up mm-hmm. in his tent. We wonder why his children. Now the Bible doesn't say his children were young. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You stick all that silver, all that gold. Dad, what's that? mm Oh, that's just something I took from Jericho. Oh, okay. How many times do we do that?
1: Hmm.
0: Especially with our family members. We're guilty of that. Right? We, we're guilty of that. We, we hold our family members to a certain standard. And even our best friends, good friends of ours, to a certain standard where we will to hold another Christian to. It, right? So another Christian can make a mistake, do something wrong, and we'll, we'll pinpoint it. But a lot of times with our family members, we overlook it. We overlook it. That's why his children had to go. Because, guess what? All of Israel knew they weren't supposed to take that stuff. All of Israel knew. From the oldest to the youngest. They, they knew, but they took it, they hid it in the tent, and the family knew. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes when we see things like this in the Old Testament, well, guess what? The family's probably privy to it. And mm-hmm. yep. hey, you know how I, I say that? Um, what is the scripture I want? it's Deuteronomy 23 and 14. But it talks about that the person that commits the sin, the father that commits the sin, the father will be held accountable. And the rest of the family won't be punished for those sins. But the fact that the rest of this family here, Achan's family was punished, means that they knew about that sin. And they tried to cover it up too. And we have to be careful of that. Alright? We have to be careful of that.
1: Excuse
0: me. Deuteronomy 24:16. I just found it. Deuteronomy 24:16. I read it. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall children be put to death for their fathers. A person should be put to death for his own sin. Right? For their own sin. So the fact that the whole family got put to death means that they were probably privy to that, what Achan did. Amen. All right, so confession is actually an act of worship. Confession is an act of worship. Let's look at uh, verse 19. Now Joshua said to Achan, my son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. See, if Achan was confessed, that's giving glory to God. When we hold on to sin and we try to hide it, guess what? That becomes our own self-righteousness. I can hold on to this. I can handle this. But the minute we make confession, we say, I can't do this. I can't continue down this path. Lord, I need you. And that's how we have to take it. We can't be like Achan. See, Achan had opportunities to step up and repent, but he did. And the fact that what Achan did not only affected his family, like I said, it affected all of Israel. Achan did not even want to spare Israel for his own greed and selfishness. Mm. For a garment. Now how are you going to go around <laughs> the whole Israeli camp with a Babylonian garment? Oh, where you get that from? <laughs> mm. They going to know. And the same thing with all that gold and silver. Jesus. They going to know. Yeah. You know, people can't hold water. So, know. you know, it's going to be found out. So what are you going to do? With? Sell it mm. to another Israeli? Look, look, look. Oh, I don't want that a curse thing. <laughs> You know, that makes no sense. But but that's kinda of what we do. You know, yeah. we, we, we do dumb stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, we're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We all do stuff, and then you know, you gotta continue to cover up one sin after the other. Yeah. And instead yeah. of aching just being honest mm-hmm. and upfront and confessing his sin yes. and pulling that blanket off of it. We tried to hide it, but God knows. Mm-hmm. And God's gonna reveal it. He doesn't want us to hide these things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, here's some uh, for your notes, here's some uh, confession scriptures. Uh, Acts 19.12 Matthew 3, 6, James chapter 5, verse 16, 1 Timothy 6.12 Proverbs 28.13 Psalm 32, two five. Leviticus 5 and 5. And there's a lot more than that, but those are just a few. And you know what shows that confession is worship? We've been doing a series on Nehemiah on Wednesday. Read Nehemiah chapter 9. How they confess the sins of their fathers and even their sins all to give glory to God. Because we, we can't, like I said, when we confess, it gives glory to God. And that's why the enemy wants us to keep quiet. He wants us to hold on to those sins so he can continue to torment us. Don't say anything. They're going to judge you. Don't say anything. But God's saying, confess it. Be set free. Psalms 119 says this, uh, verses 9 through 12. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. See, when we get the word and his word is hidden in our heart, we probably don't sin. That's probably why the church is full of uh, people that are just bound to sin because we're not teaching the word anymore. Mm -hmm. We're teaching fluff. We're teaching all sorts of things. Like I said, five ways to to get the ultimate faith or whatever. No. Just obey. Obey his word. Obey his commandments. And we can't obey if we don't know the word. So we have to read, we have to teach it, like like we seen in Nehemiah, read it, teach it, expound on it. Everything doesn't have to be fluff. Everything doesn't have to be tickle the ears and things like that. <laughs> That's not gonna get people saved or, or anything like that. But we have to give the truth, Amen. and the truth of the word is the word to bring deliverance to people.
1: Amen. That's right.
0: Yeah, the fluff is not gonna be bring deliverance. Fluff is gonna keep them in their sin. Mm. Mm. Gonna keep to in their innocent. And, and see, the more we fluff. See, even if they come to church, they oh, I may not sin, but what happens when they leave? Mm-hmm. What's keeping them? It's not going to be that fluff. I'll tell you that now. So when we make confession of what we have transgressed against the Lord, it brings glory to the Lord. We go from, like I said, self-righteousness to reliance on God. It shows we can't do this no more. In other words, we can't continue to have our sins covered up anymore. Right? I am not equipped to handle this because we were never equipped to handle our sins. That's why Jesus came. Right? That's why Jesus came to set us free. Amen. Amen. He didn't want us to be captive anymore. He Amen. see, because as long as we sin, we'll be separated from the Father. So just like the song that played at the beginning, Abba Father. We can call him our Father. Yeah. But the long, the more times we Hold on to these sins, and we don't confess them. We don't repent, then we're gonna have a tough time crying Abba Father. Mm-hmm. Cause you know as well as I do, since we've been saved, if we slip up, we feel kind of funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. We feel kind of funny coming to the Lord, cause we yeah. know we done messed up, Amen. right? But if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just. We don't mm-hmm. we don't have to sit up there and have that over our head. Mm-hmm. No, and it's not about our feelings, you know, yes. what what it feels like. No, cause it's just like. And I don't know, I think I might have mentioned this last week or maybe Wednesday, but, you know, we get saved and then we feel good and then after a while, the old nature starts to creep up mm-hmm. and we think we're not saved anymore. No, we're still saved. Mm-hmm. Right? We're still in relationship. Right? So it's not about what we feel like and that's mm-hmm. what gets Christians into trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets Christians to go out and sin to say, well, you know what? I'm going to hold on to my hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold on to my anxieties mm-hmm. and then I'm going to drink them away well, I'm going to shoot it up, drugs away, smoke it away, mm-hmm. things like that. No. Profess it. Yeah. And move on. He gives us the strength. Yes. Amen. Then I have this scripture here. Isaiah 66. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 6, 6, verse 2. For all those things my hand has made, and all those things is this, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. If we sin, especially willfully, we're not in fear of his word for him. And we could put him on the back run, but we have to open ourselves up. We have to be broken of ourselves and allow him to put us together. So, I would encourage you all, you know, if there's any sin that you're holding on to, you need to confess it before the Lord. Like I said, it's not about getting up on the billboard. And you know what's funny is, the more times we confess it, especially in public or especially to somebody else, the less we'll be more prone to go out and commit the same sin you know, but the more times we hide it, the more times we're going to keep running back to it. right? None of us are exempt from that. We're all guilty of it. But we have to confess. We have to repent. Like I said, there's no secret sin. and Like I said, these secret sins can be anything from the littlest, minute sin and hurt that we hold on to all the way up to murder, to witchcraft, idolatry, things like that. We, we can't hold on to it. We have to turn them over to God. He doesn't want us to hold those things. Jesus come to set the captives free, like I, like we read last week in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. You know, that's why he came to set the captives free. He doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't want us captive to be held in bondage.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So the minute we get saved, he set us free from our sins. Yes. We don't have to look back. We don't have to be driven by our flesh. He's given us power. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. But see, it's it's these little things, these hurts. And these things we try to cover up, even these sins, these hurts, like I said last week, that causes us to run back and sin even more. Mm. Like I said, it's it's these hurts and these anxieties of kids that cause us to smoke cigarettes and things like that. Mm. Like I said last week, nobody nobody enjoys smoking. (laughs) I haven't found anybody in my lifetime that said, I enjoy cigarettes. Mm. I thought you were about to raise your hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, my, that's my turn. <laughs> but <laughs> where, you know, we, we 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 have to worship God and like confess Him. I before Amen. that's what brings glory to Him because we're turning it over to Him, yes. and we're not holding Amen. on to ourselves ourselves because we weren't built that way. Amen. You know, because if we were, Jesus wouldn't have to come. He is one that to come. He came for a reason. Yes, he did. To set the captives free. Yes, yes he did. Thank Remember, you. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you. thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. Thank, thank you, God. you, Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank thank you Father Jesus. God. Oh God. God. We just praise you. I I just pray right now. I just ask any of y'all that if if there's anything that you're holding on to. That right now you just confess it before God. And, yes, and just receive oh, your, your deliverance. Your because He doesn't want us to cover these things up. And I'm telling you, the more we cover it up, it's going to lead to more things. And it's going to lead us into practicing those things that's going to keep us really from getting in His presence. And keep us from getting into glory. Because, you know, we're going to talk about it here in the upcoming weeks that, uh, you know, Galatians... Five says, those that practice those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And just what's in Galatians is not the only works of the flesh. So, if you have anything that you're holding on to, I pray right now that you will just confess it before God. Even if it's worry or anxiety or things like that, and just turn it over to the Lord. Father God With our hearts humble before you Lord God Father God I'm asking you right now For your divine intervention In each and every one of our lives Lord God, everyone here under the sound of my voice Father God For none of us are perfect Lord God We have all made mistakes Lord God And just like your Lord God, your word says in Romans 15 and 4, Lord oh, God, God, that you have given us these scriptures, Lord God, for our yes. hope, Lord God. And so we won't make these mistakes that Achan made, Oh Heavenly Father, yes. God. So I'm praying even now, Father God, if there's any sin on anybody's heart, Father yes. God, yes. that we will just confess it before you, Oh Heavenly yes. Father, yes. God. Yes. Lord God, you want us to be set yes. free, Father God. You want us to be free to worship yes. you, Father God. Yes. And Lord God, just like we've seen in your word, yes. Father God, confession is an act of giving you glory and worship oh Heavenly yes, Father God. So I'm praying even now, Father God, that you just forgive yes. us, Father God, of any sins, Lord God, that we've committed against yes. you, Lord God. Yes. I'm praying even now, Father God, that we will have the strength to repent. Father God, from our shortcomings, Lord God. For Lord God, we don't want this to be any kind of church or ministry, oh Father God. But we want this to be a ministry of holiness, Father God. A ministry where your presence is felt, oh Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus. It's not about me, Father God. It's not about Marshall, Father God. Or anybody else in here, Father God. But it's about you, Father God, and the people that you have, Father God. That you, Lord God, it's not by coincidence or accident that you have called us to be a ministry of deliverance, Father God. And, Lord God, holiness has got to be on the forefront, Father God, of our hearts and our minds and our lips, oh Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. So I'm praying, Father God. That we will be standard bearers, Father God. The standard of your word, Father God. Help us, Father God, to uphold your word, Father God. To walk in faith, O Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God. Help Help us, Father God, not to look back, Father God. For if we confess our sins to you, Father God, I pray that we will move forward, O Heavenly Father God. Lord God, like I said, it's not about feeling, O Heavenly Father God. So I'm just praying for your strength, Father God. Strengthen Amen. our spirit and our soul, O Heavenly Father Amen. God. And Lord God, remove those things from our life, Lord God. Amen. Those things, that, Lord God, that may be triggers to us, Father God, Amen. to think about sin, to enter into the things of sin, Amen. Father God. Amen. And even our, our mind and our thoughts, oh Heavenly Father God, Amen. I pray right now, Father God, that our mind will be renewed, Father God, day by day, Father God. So cleanse us, Father God, from all unrighteousness, Father God. Help us to walk in love, Lord God. Help Help us to have mercy, Father God, just like you did for Rahab and her family, O Heavenly Father God. Help us to have mercy, Father God, upon those, Father God, who who may be falling short, O Heavenly Father Father. God. They may not know, Father God, for they have not been taught, Lord God, that you can set them free and deliver them, O Heavenly Father God. So I pray even now, Father yes. God, that we will share your love, Father God, with yes. others, O Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God. And I just pray, Father God, for the body of Christ as a whole, Lord God. Lord God, I just pray right now, Father God, that you will forgive the church, Father God, of the sins, Lord God, that we have committed against you, Lord God. Especially those that are in leadership, oh Heavenly Father God, that have looked the other way, Father God, that have sinned themselves, O Heavenly Father God. And thinking that they could... Hide it, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, for you expose things for a reason, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, not just in your word, Father God. Even in, in today's times, Father God, you expose things, Father God, even as I read this week from Jimmy Swagger Father God, you expose those sins, Father God, and you're exposing the sins, Father God, of those in leadership even today, Father God, and I pray that you continue to expose it, Father God, not out of embarrassment, Father God but that they can be delivered and healed, Father God, in the name of Jesus. So I'm praying even now, Father God, for those Christians that are out there that are willfully sinning, Father God, that go to church one moment and then leaving the church and going out in the world, Father God, I'm praying, Father God, that they, I'm asking for their forgiveness, Father God. I'm praying even now, Father God, that you will make a way, Father God, that they will turn, Father God. Make it plain to them, Father God, that they will not, enjoy their sin, oh, Father God. For I know they don't enjoy it, Father God. While it may feel good in the flesh, Father God. It does not feel good in the soul and the spirit, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God. So forgive us, Father God, as your body, Father God. Not only in this country, Father God, but throughout the world, Father God. And I'm praying. That we will set the example of humility, Father God. And love and mercy and not walk in pride, Father God. Or self-righteousness, Father God. For you have not called us to be self-righteous, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God. So I just thank you, Father God. I glorify you and I praise you, Father God. And Lord God, I even pray for Joy Fellowship Ministries, for tomorrow all their service, Father God. I'm praying even now that you will bless them, O Heavenly Father God. Bless their service, Father God. Bless the word that will be spoken, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Bless the people, Father God, that will come through these doors, Father God, or that may be watching it online, Father God. I'm praying even now, Father God, that you will move mightily, Father God, in service tomorrow, Father God. Their hearts will be touched, Father God. And souls will be saved, oh Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. We just thank you and we glorify you. And Father God, I pray that you would just keep us all throughout this week, oh Heavenly yes, Father God. Watch over us, Father God. Protect us, Father God, from dangers seen and unseen, Father God. I'm praying even now for our health, oh Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, continue to watch over us, Father God. I pray for discernment, Father God, for each and every one of us, Father God. Discernment, Father God, for the things that we... Place before our eyes and and in our ears, Father God, yes. in the name of Jesus, and discernment for those that we may be around, Father God. Yes. We may have to cut people off, Oh Heavenly Father God, yes. for we can't grow closer to You, Father God, being around certain oh, people, God. Lord God. So strengthen us, Oh Father God, yes. to be Christ-like throughout this week, Oh Father yes. God. Strengthen yes. us, Lord God, to be holy, Father God. Yes. Lord God, help us to be accountable to You, yes. Father God. Yes. Help us to be accountable to one another, Lord yes. God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yes,